Not for radio. Hello there. Uh, welcome back. Not a full uh, not for radio, but it's no. not too far away. It's good to have you tuned in. Um, we appreciate the download. This one from Matthew Guilford. This is a war story. This is a beauty. G'day, fellas and fellas and big herbs. Don't exactly know what that means, but I like it anyway. <laughs> it's a, a term of endearment. Greetings from the UK. You may remember me from my yarn about the digital camera I found in my pub. Bull gags and bumless chaps <laughs> yes. to jog memories. That's right. After listening to Not For Radio about the snake in the roof, it jogged my memory of my time backpacking in Cairns, Australia. I was travelling in Australia back in 1998 with my now wife. Still can't believe we're still together. We weren't your typical backpackers. I don't mean we showered every day and didn't... <laughs> and didn't smell of piss and weed like everyone else did, but instead of staying at grotty, shit-stained backpackers and sharing bathrooms with the usual great unwashed people, we opted for looking in the free ads for a room to rent in someone else's house. It was actually cheaper in the long run. Well played. We eventually found a house up in the rainforest at the back of the city, a huge six-bedroom Queenslander, which is basically a house on stilts. Yeah, with a big balcony that runs the whole way around it. This joint had a pool, and we shared it with six other like-minded individuals. By this, I mean chemical-loving alcoholics with a (laughs) wicked sense of (laughs) humour. The following six months were epic. There are many other stories to come out of this house, but I'll start with this one. This was Christmas time. I only remember this as we had a tree up in the lounge covered in some shit-looking tinsel and some broken lights. <laughs> Myself and my good mate Dazza, we'll call him that because that's his fucking name, yes. who later was my best man back in the UK, decided to have a drinking session one night. I was on the rums, he was on the whiskey. We stayed on the balcony all night long, just him and me shooting the shit, drinking piss and talking bollocks. The following morning, we were still going. Our roommate Mel came up from the stairs down to her room. She was living underneath the house. And she goes, there's a snake in my shower. I'm almost 100% sure there is a snake in my shower. We both stumbled down the stairs to take a look. And sure enough, coiled up on the top of her shower unit was a snake. So naturally, I decided to call the local police to come and get rid of the little fucker. <laughs> a, <laughs> I am a bloke from the UK. Well, there's a fucking snake in me shower. I'm a slathery little snake snake. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, to give other people context, northern Queensland covered in snakes. It's almost yeah. like calling the police because you've spotted a blowfly. Yeah. Like they're that common. Anyway, uh, after struggling with the yellow pages for a few minutes because I was very hammered, I eventually found the number and called. Cairns Police, how can I help? Uh, hello, Officer. Merry Christmas. I'm not sure if you could help. Pommy cunt, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Legitimi- <laughs> Legitimises the story. That's how they speak up there. I must have been put straight through the detective. I found a snake in my mate's, a roommate's shower. Can you help? Well, I've got a couple of numbers you can call. There's a bloke who deals with deadly snakes and there's another bloke who deals with not quite, not quite so deadly snakes. Needless to say, the only bloke who answers was the not quite so deadly snake hunter. Two hours later, a Ford Falcon pulled up our driveway and a fat bloke in his 60s gets out with his fat 60-year-old wife, both of which are still in their pyjamas and dressing gowns. <laughs> <laughs> Old mate waddles out of his car and goes, G'day, mate, show us where the little bastard is. <laughs> so we direct him to the... 
the visuals. Snake handlers. Snake handlers are so fucked. My mate that had to get a snake handling license for the mines. Remember that? They <laughs> just turn up with a bag of snakes and just fucking dump them in front of everyone. Just fucking pick it up. Don't let it bite you though. You'll die. <laughs> Oh. Anyone that picked one up or had a had a, an honest <laughs> attempt got their snake handling license and then he bundled them all back into the sack. Didn't even tie a loop on the top of it and fucked off. <laughs> That's he'll so be dead rogue. now. 100% he'll be dead. Uh, it's, G'day, mate. Show us where the little bastard is. We direct him to the bathroom. Yeah, mate. That's a Taipan. Nasty little fucker. <laughs> yeah, that's real nasty. The th- just the third deadliest snake in the world. <laughs> yeah. Coiled up asleep in our house. He asked if we had a ladder so he could climb up and grab it. A ladder? We barely had kitchen utensils, let alone a fucking ladder. The only thing we could find was the big green bin from outside. So after a lot of bashing and fumbling around, we managed to get the bin into the bathroom. During this time, we woke the little killer note noodle up and he decided to slither off into the roof cavity. Fuck my life. (laughs) <laughs> for the next hour, the bloke was pushing up roof tiles with a stick, shining a torch, and looking for the deadly killing machine. Eventually, he said, ah, "He's probably gone in the same way he came. It can't be, he's probably gone out the same way he came in." Bullshit! You just want to go home, finish your breakfast, you fat bastard. <laughs> then he got in his Ford Falcon and fucked right off. <laughs> We spent the next three months gingerly looking up in every nook and cranny of the house, not picking up clothes or anything lying on the floor in fear the little bastard could be hiding underneath. The Christmas tree was still up at Easter as no one was brave enough to take it out. So I guess the moral of the story is always call the bloke who deals with the deadly snakes and not the other fat, useless (laughs) prick. I have another story to tell. This one ends up with me being in the centre pages of your favourite UK newspaper, The Sunday Sport. But that's for another time. Big love from the UK. More yarns to follow. Not For Radio returns in six days.